Hey everybody, this is Mike Van Meter and welcome to the Mike Van Meter Show and welcome to your one-stop shop for everything having to do with conservatism, patriotism, the Constitution, and frankly just the best way to live your life. And today I want to talk about some observations that I've had over the last few weeks as we uh, head into this election cycle. And I shouldn't even say that we're heading into the election cycle. We're here. If you live in the Commonwealth of Virginia, that's every year. (laughs) Unfortunately, in Virginia, we have some sort of an election every single year. And uh, the problem with that is that it just burns people out, uh, all of the volunteers, all of the candidates, but it is what it is, and and we are here. But this is going to be an exciting season. I don't think anybody doubts that right now at all. Uh, This is going to be just an incredible election cycle uh, because the Democrats are going insane like they usually do. Uh, The Republicans really can't figure out what, they're going to do uh, right now, as you know, Donald Trump is in a lead uh, for the Republican nomination by far. I mean, as of right now, I don't see any other candidate uh, overcoming Donald Trump. That's the way it's going to be. But you can kind of understand why, too. You really you really can. I think people are really starting to see behind the scenes what's going on, the damage that's being done. And it's it's pretty shocking what's going on around uh, the country right now, and that's some of the stuff that I wanted to address. And first off, I just want to say I am astounded, astounded at the anti-Semitism that is being displayed in America today. You know, I am not shocked by many things in my life anymore. You know, I was a, a police officer, I've worked as a corrections officer, I was a naval officer, pilot, and an FBI agent. I've seen just about everything uh, human beings can do to other human beings, and probably a hundred times over, I've seen that. And there's not a whole lot of things under the sun that uh, make me uh, sit in, uh, in, in astonishment at what's going on. But I have to say, I am right now. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, I'll share with you last night. I'm leaving work, actually. Leaving work. And in the employee break room, there was something written on the board that said, what are we going to wish for this year? And underneath it, it said, free Palestine. I mean, this is in the workplace. And I am sure that the person that wrote that uh, has good intentions but it's born out of ignorance. And I noticed that not on, on the board, it did not say, hey, how about a year without killing Jews? How about not raping Jewish women? How about not kidnapping babies and elderly people and torturing them to death? Tattooing children after putting their legs onto the exhaust pipes of motorcycles. I noticed that it didn't say that. Okay. Because I want to be clear about something. A, most of the people that say things like what was written on that board have no idea what they're talking about. And B, need some basic facts about what happened. And let's be clear about a few things here. Israel was attacked on October 7th. They were attacked. Now, if you want to get into the history, if you want to get into uh, whether or not uh, Israel is an aggressor and they've taken lands for people, okay, all of that put aside, and we can have that discussion another time, but all of that put aside, these were not combatants that went against the state of Israel one-on-one, military-on-military. That's not what this was. 
What this was was an unprovoked attack where terrorists targeted, let me be clear about that, targeted children, women, unarmed civilians, elderly people, people who could not defend themselves, kidnapped them, then tortured them, then raped them. And we are supposed to somehow believe that this is a fight for freedom? It is a cowardly fight. That is what cowards do. That is what terrorists do. That is what evil people do. Now, this idea that Israel is going in and targeting indiscriminately civilians, women and children, elderly, is absolute nonsense. No one can give me one example where an Israeli Defense Force or IDF soldier targeted a woman, a child, a civilian. You cannot give me one example. In fact, it's quite the opposite. They work very, very hard to not do that. And I do not hear one person say, hey, Hamas member, Hezbollah-supported member, how about you not put women and children in front of tanks and in buildings where the IDF has already notified you that they are going to attack that building, which is exactly what they do. That is exactly what they do. The Israelis have been very careful to uh, give opportunities for people to clear out of areas. Has be- they've, in fact, begged people to clear out of areas before they go in and clear it out. And Hamas intentionally places people in those areas in order to be attacked so they can turn around and blame Israel for it. So let's just get those facts straight. Now, this is another example of where we are being brought into a war. Slowly, surely, but then without any clear objective, without any desire to win, After all, our troops are already over there, our troops are being attacked, and we have very little to any response. And once again, you know, I'm getting really, really tired of being dragged into conflicts where, way we don't have a strategy, we don't have a desire to win, we minimize the conflict, our involvement in the conflict, but yet we're present for it. People die, people get wounded, but yet we don't have any desire to win. And it seems to always be the Democrats that pull us into this. And the irony is none of the Democrats nor their children will be the ones that will participate in this. It's uh, for, for some reason, it seems to be the conservatives that are the ones that are sent into these conflicts. And um, it's getting a little tiring. But we're, you watch very closely. We're being brought into this. But who are we then to tell Israel, a, a sovereign nation state, how they should conduct themselves after they have been attacked? After all, we would have never accepted that. Uh, the other way around, when uh, we were attacked on 9-11. Okay? We would have never done that. And this is just appalling to me, how we go over and we lecture the Israelis on what they should be doing. We, uh, we threaten to withhold support. And in fact, the Biden administration gives money to um, Iran, which, let's just face it, that money then is given to Hezbollah, which is given to Hamas, which continues this fight. So this is this is ironic that we are sending troops over there ostensibly to fight, but yet we're funding the enemy. Name for me an administration in the history of the United States that has ever done that. Okay? But what we are facing going into this election, 
is many people out there don't know what I'm telling you right now. The information blackout is just stunning. It really is. And the news media these days is more propaganda than it is than it is news. And, you know, after all, I had someone tell me yesterday, uh, after I was uh, asking this person, tell me one thing that this administration has done right. Just one. Just give me one thing that this administration has done right. And the person told me, well, the economy's good. And I looked at the person, I said, are you kidding me? Name anything that's cheaper. Name anything that price-wise has gone down. I mean, gas has doubled in price. And when the fact that you have doubled the price of gas virtually ensures that literally every other product that you purchase is more expensive. The place where I get my haircut, the, the price of the haircut is nearly three times what it was during the Trump administration. So I don't get where people are, um, uh, I don't know where they're getting this information from. And then I even mentioned how uh, Joe Scarborough has accused uh, Donald Trump of wanting to come into office and then to go out and actually jail and imprison uh, and torture his his, uh, opponents. I, I said, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That he's going to round people up? No, what's going to happen is that the people that that uh, are behind all of these uh, false investigations, false charges, misusing the FBI, those people are going to be fired. That's what that's what he's talking about. And hopefully anybody that gets into office will do that. And I'm telling you that as a former FBI agent, that needs to be done. The FBI has been been misused by the administration. It has. That's just a fact. And people need to be removed from office, and we need to get hold of these organizations and then get them back to the work that they are supposed to be doing, that they were intended to do in the first place. Right? That's what needs to happen. But it's stunning to me that the, 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 these people have this information, and it is so wrong But what do we do about it? Well, we have a Republican Party that is in complete disarray. How do I know that? I just went through an election cycle as a candidate. And I'm telling you, uh, we have to get our act together. Now, one of the things I learned on the campaign trail is this, that you're you're not going to change the minds of the Democrats that are out there. They're they're brainwashed. they're, They're just... They're not going to change their minds because the media that they've been given uh, is just so one-sided and does not provide any text. There's not one person out there that has read the Durham report. There's not one person out there that is even concerned with the fact that at the end of the Mueller investigation, nothing was found. I mean, that, that alone should motivate everyone to take a serious look at the FBI, that we put all of that money, all of that time, all of those resources into uh, looking at Russia collusion, nothing was found, and nobody went back to say, wait a minute, how did all this stuff get started in the first place if there was never any evidence uh, to begin? No one is even concerned about that. How about the two impeachments? Nothing came out of those. Did we ever go back and do any soul-searching on this and say, maybe we need to take a good hard look at how this got started in the first place and what those motivations were? None. There's no interest. 
And no amount of facts are going to change the minds of these Democrats. I'm convinced of that after having run for an office. So what's the answer to these elections? The answer is that every single Republican needs to get out and vote. The fact is that if every Republican got out and vote, I would have won my election, despite the odds, despite the fact that I live in a heavily, heavily Democrat area, which I do. But if we win, or if everybody shows up, rather, we will win. That is also a fact. You know, most Americans do not participate in the electoral process. They don't. It is, a ma- it is a matter of motivating your base. But all too often, when I went around my district, I heard Republican after Republican just say, there's no point. A, I'm in a, in a blue area. So whatever Republican candidate we put forward, they aren't going to win anyway, so why bother? Okay, well, that's a defeatist attitude. This doesn't take a whole lot of your time. You just show up, you cast your vote, you're done. Okay? Now, oh, the the elections are rigged. Uh, The elections aren't fair. You let us worry about that. You let the candidates fight that fight. We need, we will do our job. You need to do your job. And your job is to show up and vote. Let us take care of the rest. All right? But if you don't show up, there's nothing that we can do. I also learned that that it really wasn't the amount of money. When you run for an office, that's all you hear is money, 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 money. You have to raise more money. And I don't know. If I'd have had $100,000 more in my campaign war chest, I don't know if it would have made any difference. Because by the time the elections rolled around, there wasn't anybody that didn't know that the election was, uh, was there. After all, you had 45 days of voting. 45 days. Everybody knew the election was going on. Everybody knew what the final day was. And if you weren't going to vote in those 45 days, you weren't going to vote. So it really comes down to what is your motivation? What is it going to take? Have you suffered enough? Is it bad enough? Are you frightened enough? I don't know what else it's going to take. After all, we had Discano running for Commonwealth Attorney up here. We had the school board. We had some great school board candidates. None of them were elected into office. After all of this, after everything that happened over the last couple of years, all of the complaints, the the girls that were raped up in Loudoun County, the, the fact that the report was covered up, that the school board lied about it, that they still haven't divulged all of the information, the fact that they had to be forced to release any information about this. If that's not enough for people to vote in a school board, that will be accountable to the people. I don't know what it's going to take. Crime rates are through the roof. Homicide rates are through, through the roof. You know, violent crimes are through the roof. And, and much of that is due to the fact that we have violent offenders that are released. You know, you, you do understand it's about 5% of the people out there commit 80% of the crimes. Did you know that? About 5%. It varies depending on the jurisdiction that you're in. But it's a very small percentage of people that commit all crimes are released and they continue to commit crimes. And we don't keep them in jail. Why? Because we don't have prosecutors that will keep them in jail. We've destroyed our police departments. You know, the, the Mario Bowser, the mayor of Washington, D.C. now, is actually said the other day, we can't defund the police, we can't destroy the police, that is not the answer. We need to support them because we need to get crime to stop. I mean, even this very left-wing, lunatic, Democrat mayor of 
Washington, D.C., has come to the conclusion you can't get rid of the police. Well, welcome to the club, Muriel. Welcome to the club. What is it going to take? What is it going to take? So, my friends, we are now in this election cycle. We've actually been in this election cycle since November 8th, the day after the last election. We're still in disarray. I went to a meeting, a Republican meeting, not long ago. And we did, we compared notes on the election cycle. Went, what went right, what went wrong, and what are we going to do? And a discussion came up about, you know, who is running in the 7th Congressional District, the 10th Congressional District here in Virginia, and the 11th. And I live in the 11th. There's a fairly large number of candidates that are Republican candidates, that is, that are lining up to run in the 7th and the 10th. And there's some good candidates in there. But the question was the 11th, running against Jerry Connolly here in, in Northern Virginia. And the fact is, there's no one that has lined up. No one. We're not even bothering. Um, we're, this is going to be another situation where we have a seat that is not even being challenged by a, a Republican. Not even being challenged. That's completely unacceptable. But why is it that way? A, the defeatist attitude that I talked about. B, the lack of support for candidates by Republicans. You know, in this last election cycle, I begged, I pleaded, I did everything I could. I asked the governor to support all of the candidates financially, as opposed to picking a few that were supported, because that's really what happened. I begged with him. I talked to him face-to-face, and I said, you have an obligation to support every single candidate that's running. And the financial support didn't come. The uh, endorsements didn't come. And you know what happens is candidates see this. They see it. And they think, but why would I put myself, my family, my risk, my health, my spiritual life, my emotional life, why would I do that? Which, by the way, all of those are challenged when you are a candidate. And many, many candidates are willing to put themselves through this and sacrifice. They're willing to do that as long as they get support. And they weren't getting it. And consequently, it means that we don't have anybody in this very, very difficult, very, very deep blue district. No one's going to run for that. And so it's quite possible that here in the 11th district, which is Northern Virginia, just outside, just across the river, actually, from Washington, D.C., that we may not even have a candidate run against Jerry Conley. And that's that's terrible because Jerry Conley has supported every bad decision that Joe Biden has made, or any other Democrat has made for that matter. So the question is, is it bad enough? But furthermore, the question is, what are you going to do to help? Are we going to get a good candidate? Are we going to get somebody to run? Are we going to, once that person runs, if they run, are we going to support them in every way that we can? Not just financially, but with your time, with your efforts, with your your skills. Everybody out there has a skill set that they can bring to the election whether it's organization, whether it's door knocking, whether it's developing databases, making phone calls, talking to your friends, developing websites, all of those different things. What are you willing to do? But I do know this. This is going to be a very, very difficult, tumultuous year. And we need everybody's help. But I'm going to point the finger right at the party leadership too. 
And if you don't like what I'm saying, you can call me and I would love to talk to you about it because I just went through this election cycle. You in leadership need to support the candidates on every level. It is a moral and ethical obligation that you have that every candidate that steps forward, you help them in every way possible. The leadership, the, the, the people that have been in elected office before, the sort of party elders, if you will, those that have been in, the, uh, in office, those that have been leaders within the party, what are you doing? Did you help in this last election cycle? Or were you part of the team that selected a few candidates and, and gave them all of your support and wrote everyone else off? Where are you in that? Yeah, that happened. And are we going to do that again? But we will do this at the peril of our nation. We are on the precipice of really bad things happening to this country. The Biden administration has allowed more people to come across the border than any administration. I, I, th this is stunning how many people have poured across the border. And what does that mean? We have no idea who's come in here. And what happened to Israel can happen to us as well. Are we ready for it? Do we have the leaders in place for it? You need to start fighting for this country like our very survival depends on it, because frankly, it does. And never again should we put forth candidates like we did in this last election cycle, good quality candidates, and not give them 100% support. I'm calling it out the way it is. So what are we going to do, folks, here in the 11th district? What are we going to do? We need the support. Has it gotten bad enough? I mean, I don't really don't know what else to say about it. Really don't know what else to say about it. If it hasn't gotten bad enough, it will. Because if we don't deal with this situation, this lack of leadership situation, if we don't deal with the situation, the situation is going to deal with ICE. Okay? So let's move forward. We've got to get motivated, and we've got to get good leaders, but for God's sake, we've got to support every single one of them. With that, guys, yeah, I just wanted to touch bases with you because we are ramping up, ramping up for the season. And so with that, guys, this is the Mike Van Meter Show. I'm Mike Van Meter. Looking forward to talking with all of you soon. Let's do this thing. Remember, if we don't deal with it, it's going to deal with us. You guys take care. Bye-bye.